inconceivable. 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 Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, germs, germats, carbon-based life. Cat, if you don't stop trying to claw my butt, we're gonna have what a problem. What are you doing? This is... Can can they hear this? I don't know if they can hear this. Let's have this. This is our cat. You ready? <laughs> Go play. Okay. That's, that's cat hugs that she does not like. Um, um, yeah. Anyways, nice introduction. That was splendid. That was, wow, splendid. Look at you, word of the day. I'm Scoff. I'm Wonk. She's Wonk, I'm Scoff. This is inconceivable. We have stories for you. They're fun. Some of them are conceivable. Some of them are inconceivable. And some you of them decide. are in that nice little place in the middle. Like when you're baking brownies and they're just like they're they're kind of still gushy on the inside. They're, but they're ooey also gooey, kinda... but they're bready. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you get it. You get what I'm. What I'm I saying. know what it means to make the perfect brownie. What was the last I have time never you made tasted brownies? a long time, but I have never tasted anyone make a perfect brownie. It's either too bready or it's too gooey, and it's never perfect. I, you know, you should try. I will try. And my let darndest. me be the judge, because then I get brownies. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wins. Okay, fair enough. If I find the secret recipe, I will be sure to let everyone know. Anyways, um, yeah, episode four, season two. Yes, and our first three episodes have not been as balanced as they were in our previous season, where I kind of went on and off between. More conceivable and a bit less conceivable. Yeah. Um, so now, shifting gears away from our survival and crew crime stories, today, we are doing Paranormal! Hey! I love the stuff what can't be explained with science. No, you don't. I don't believe in any of it, but I find <laughs> the stories... <laughs> I'm the one who likes stuff that it's... You know, you you're don't like, need to explain it. You're like, it's a ghost. And I'm like, it's the wind. Who knows? I see. I say that I'm open minded. And this guy is like, oh, you believe in ghosts. And I'm like, no, I'm open minded. I feel like that's a cop. So you believe in ghosts. No, it's not. It really is. It's I like don't when care people what are it like, is. what are you? I'm agnostic. It's like, dude, pick a team. I'm not agnostic. Get I off, hate that term. Get off the fence. I hate that term. I you am not agnostic. Okay. With this, get off the fence. Pick a pick pick an ideology. I'm not on the fence. I'm on the side of open mindedness. <sighs> I don't care if it's a ghost. I don't care if it's aliens. I don't care if it's shadow people. I don't care if it's us from the future. It's unexplainable and it's cool. And I'm open to whichever explanation. Cop out. Whatever. We will hear what our fans think. Yeah. Tell me how wrong I am and all that jazz. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people will agree with you. Remember Ryan and Shane on. BuzzFeed Unsolved. I does. They, they each have like an equal following. Following. This is true. So I assume with us it'll be Shane's similar. Right, but you know. You don't shut up. <laughs> uh, you can't say that to me. Yes, I can. Oh yeah. Anyways, moving forward. Moving forward. That was a fun little intro. That was yeah. Um. So my paranormal episode today takes place in Spain. 
Ooh. I know very little about, like... I don't know much either, but I've always wanted to go there. Unless we're talking a historical perspective, and even then, it's not a region I'm very familiar with. It's not, like, an old case either. It's from the 1990s. Yeah, okay, I got nothing. Yeah, so, this case is called the Vallecas case. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce that, so go on. I will go on. Um, and it is named after, apparently, the Madrid neighborhood, where in an apartment in Calais louis Marais, number eight, a respected... Respected. A respected... A respected sequence of events. A repeated sequence of paranormal events took place, which are famous in Spain now because they required police intervention. Paranormal events that required police intervention, okay. Yeah. It has actually gone down in history for being the first case of paranormal phenomenon to be documented in an official police report. In Spain, or...? Yeah. Well, I don't know if if it's the first in history, like, anywhere. It just has gone down in history for being the first, so... Maybe someone can let us know, is it the first in Spain or the first everywhere? We'd like to know. Would that suck? being the cop that has to make that call. Like, you've been a detective for 25 years, you're like, I can solve the best of them. I'm the Sherlock Holmes of this shit. And then you have to basically admit defeat and on say, a signed report. And it's not even like, I couldn't find the killer. You have to, like, write it down and be like, it's ghosts. I, I, I'm the best detective this force has ever seen, and I ain't got, like, I got no idea. I feel like that would suck. Also, cat. Just leave the cat. He's comfy. He's behind me. He can (laughs) Um, stay. Anyway. So I thought that was really interesting. And people who either know this case because it's famous in Spain or they might know about it because it has been a bit more recently showcased in a film adaptation called Veronica, which is apparently on Netflix. We should check it out. I don't know if I've seen it though, so maybe it's just American Netflix. Could be. Could be. Anyway. So... Those are two different ways that people might have heard of it. Um, And this movie has a lot of hype because most movies say, you know, inspired by a true story, but then it has nothing to do with the real events or it blows it out of proportion. Yeah. Um, And this movie does do that to a certain extent. Like, it has creative freedom attached. Yeah. Like most movies, because, you know, you gotta. Um, But as far as, like, the... um, Like, the consequences of what happened, like, they changed details. But the actual events in succession and the consequences are the same as the original case, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, that's kind of neat. So, yeah. Anyway, the movie Veronica is directed by Paco Plaza R.E.C. Don't know what that means. Paco Plaza? Inspired by this true story, even though, like I said, the events shown in the film are, like, different in terms of their details. Yeah. Um, But... I want to hear what people think if you have watched it or if you plan to watch it. Supposedly, it's so terrifying that some people can't even watch it all to the end. <laughs> Bring it I on. just... I'm never going to watch it. So if any of you have seen it or plan to, please let us know if that is true I'm and if you couldn't finish. I'm so because... gonna make you watch it. Yeah, no. You're, yeah, it's happening. The director said of the film, quote... In Spain, it's very popular, this story, because it is, as we say in the film, the only time a police officer has said he has witnessed something paranormal. And it's written in an official police report with a stamp, and it's really impressive when you look at it. 
But I think when we tell something, it becomes a story, even if it's in the news. You only have to read the different newspapers to know how different reality is, depending on who's telling it. So I knew we were going to betray the real events. I just wanted to make a whole vision, but the whole story of Veronica and the sisters and Antonito and little Marlon Brando with glasses, it's all vision. So I guess he's talking about the characters in his film, um, which are different from the original people who were involved. Um, But it centers around this character of Veronica, who is based on the real-life teenager named Estefania Guterres Lazaro. Yeah, it's probably for the best to change the name um, for Western. More like American and... I do not agree with it. I, I think would, Estefania I, is easy to say. I, it's not. Estefania is easy to say. Estefania. Estefania. Okay. You I, can say I it. I guess. Easy. What show was it? We were watching the other day. We were watching Lilo and Stitch again. And oh, all yeah. the characters have very Hawaiian names. And then it's David. <laughs> we were both just kind of like. I'm the one who said that. I was like, it's Polynesian, right? And then you have it's David. It's not Polynesian. It's Hawaiian. Aren't they the same? No. Oh. Okay. Shame pa- on me. Shame on you. Polynesian is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm sure I'd get a ton of comments. Polynesian is more, like, basically the other side of the world, closer to Australia, New Zealand, oh. that region. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I learned something new. Different naming conventions. Yeah, and then it's just David, which is a very, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if it fits with the names like Nani and Lilo. Lilo and... Yeah. Anyway. Seems odd. So yeah. Anyway, that's the real character who the story is based off of. Okay. She lived with her family in that apartment in Vallecas. And she begins to be interested in paranormal phenomenon. Um, which is something that a lot of people dwell on. According to the family, she wasn't any more interested than the average teenager who just kind of goes through a phase of liking it. Who hasn't tried the Bloody Mary thing in the mirror when they were a kid, right? Me. Like, what? I haven't. You never did that? No, it's, I was too scared. It's fun. Anyway, um, so one day, because she's interested in this stuff at school, she takes part in a seance with a Ouija board together with two schoolmates. Okay. And what they were doing, apparently, was trying to contract the boyfriend of a friend who recently died in a motorbiking accident. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. We know how I feel about motorbikes. Yeah. Um, so a teacher who in the film is a nun, I don't know if that's the case in real life, but it just says a teacher in this article, found them and tore the Ouija board apart. And the girls present that day apparently said that when the board was torn apart, there was a smoke that came out of it. And Estefania inhaled the smoke that came out of the Ouija board. Okay. And that is how... This tale begins. Are you ready? Uh, yes. I'm ready, la la la. (laughs) From that moment, (laughs) this teenager began to suffer from a bunch of different things. Insomnia, hallucinations, even epileptic seizures. That's a tough word. I was going to make fun of you for it. But epileptic is like when your brain it's is an moving fast. It's an awkward at. word to yeah. I can say it if I'm not looking. Epileptic. But as soon as I look at the word, I'm like epileptic. You're like that's not English. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I gotcha. So weird things, which 
The timing seems very odd. It could be she reached an age where she has a sudden onset of symptoms, but it seems odd to start experiencing three different things all at once. That's just me. How old is she? 15. Correct me, medical community, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure schizophrenia tends to emerge during puberty and adolescence. Does that cause seizures? It can. Okay. There's, there's a host of medical things with that, but I that would, uh-huh. you know. I'm, I'm going to try to poke holes in this theory through the entire thing. It's what I do. you're the skeptic. Yeah. Anyway, Estefania describes these strange human forms that come to visit her at night with no face, wearing a cloak, and basically being all creepy and asking her to go with them. Thanks, Peter Pan. How about no? No, Peter Pan is cool. Peter Pan ferries dead children to the heavens. That is not the metaphor. That is absolutely the metaphor. That's what is implied in the movie Finding Neverland. That is not the original. No, that is definitely the original. They're dying in their sleep and he ferries their souls to the next world. Okay. We'll just see what our listeners think of that. I'm right. (laughs) Okay. I have always read the book as it being a metaphor for that transition from youth to adulthood and people never wanting to age and take on responsibilities. But whatever. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, I like the parents are obviously concerned. They take her to a bunch of different hospitals trying to find the reason for her illnesses. But obviously because, you know, paranormal story wouldn't be exciting if this didn't happen. The doctors aren't able to find anything. Yeah. Cliche, cliche. Cliche, yeah. But, they um, can't explain what's wrong with me. I'm just saying, like, it, it's said a lot of the times. But, um... Yeah, whenever you see those movies, it's like... Yeah, this this does sound very... Yeah. Cliche. The difference being that they this... They don't know what's... We don't know what's wrong with her. She's dying of a broken heart. Uh-huh. Why did this become a broken heart thing? I don't it's know. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying the doctors don't know what's wrong with people. So, anyway, the difference is this case is actually, as we have discussed, documented. But I will go on. Go on. During the final peak of these attacks that were being experienced, um, which were kind of summer 1991-ish. Okay. Um, Estefania violently attacked her sister, Marianella who ended up on the floor with foam coming out of her mouth. Who the Esta lady did, or the Estefania sister? Estefania attacked the sister. But who had foam? The sister. Okay. So she attacks her sister. Her sister ends up on the floor with foam coming out of her mouth. Interesting. Yeah. You think? Not often it hurts, but... You know. The day after, Estefania had a serious attack of catalepsy, which... I was going to Google and I forgot. I don't know what it is. I got this. Just, just awesome transition. Like we planned. It was like, but da 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 da. What's it called? Catalepsy. Which sounds like cat epilepsy to me. Catalepsy is a nervous condition characterized by muscular rigidity and fixity of posture, regardless of external stimuli. As well as decreased sensitivity to pain. So her muscles basically all like tensed up at once, it sounds Hmm. like. Interesting. She is taken to the hospital in basically a coma state. And there, that night, she dies. Sucks to be her. Yeah. That really sucks. Apparently in other tellings, 
which are drawn from the movie. She's found dead in her bedroom. But I would like to point out to listeners that this is a false version of the story that is made because of the... That's what happens in the film, apparently. It sounds better. The real story is that it happened in the hospital. If you're like, and then she went to the hospital and she died quietly, it doesn't quite sell as much as and when the family went to wake her up the next morning, she was dead. Yeah. But in any case, in both versions, it is true that there has been no scientific explanation for her death. She just kind of died. Yeah. Eh. So yeah, autopsy fails to reveal anything. Our doctors are super highly trained, but the human body is so complex and there are so many things that can go wrong with us. Yeah, I don't doubt that. That like having someone who like has seizures and then basically she had rigor mortis while she was still alive like the body tensing up and all like i'm chalking this up to either a combination or some medical condition that was difficult to find in a post-mortem okay like an autopsy but like there's there's so i'm many sure things. on a regular basis people's bodies just quit without explanation and oh, we absolutely. don't really know what's happening I just would like to point out that it's something that, you know, we should consider when it's being paired with this very weird case already. It is weird. So there's that. Um, and from the moment that she dies, the paranormal phenomena in their house escalates. Okay. So the mother hears a, the screaming voice of her daughter calling her from all these different rooms of the house. They hear the laughter of an old man that kind of crosses walls glass breaking in places of the house without explanation objects moving doors opening and closing on their own pretty much all of the typical things you hear when it comes to paranormal phenomena of all of those to the old man that feels the weirdest to me yeah when you can hear it moving through a wall like you're like she heard her daughter's voice i'm like she's a grieving mother the mind plays tricks on you Doors opening. I don't know if we've ever caught this on record. Our cats are able to open they, doors they in our house. Like the closet doors. And I'm pretty sure they've opened the bathroom doors one yep. or, once or twice. So, like, I don't know if they had pets or whatever. Like, that stuff, I'm like, eh, you know, depending on your house, there might be some issues. But yeah, the old man, it's like, that's just weird. Yeah. So, I would agree that with most paranormal cases, when you hear lights flickering on and off, doors opening and closing, etc., a lot of that can be just called. Yeah. Um, you know, either people are going through a hard time mentally, emotionally, um, it can be chalked up to other explanations like wind, pets, um, you know, houses creaking, yeah. whatever. But, there are a couple of events here well, that are hard to explain. Okay, before you do that, though, that's the one thing I've never understood. If ghosts are real, why do they choose to communicate with us in such weird ways? Like, if I'm a ghost, I'm going to make a piece of paper fly off a desk, and then I'm going to use ghost magic powers to write fuck off on the paper, because there's no denying that. Or, like, I would take, like, you know, knock it off, and then have, like, pencil crayons or whatever moving away. Like You know, like, they're like, hey, I shut the door. That way they know we're here. Like, well, people... Come on, champ, you gotta, you know, step up the A-game. Give us a little something more concrete here. I would like to add that people who are enthusiasts believe in different kind of hauntings. 
There's poltergeist activity, which is someone doing stuff to get the attention of the living. Yes. There is residual hauntings, which is literally just ghosts moving around in spaces because they don't know that they're dead. Cool. So there's, like, different I don't. Yeah, I get there's different types. It's and just... I would also like to point out that the only time in my life I've ever thought I heard a ghost was the day after my cat died, and I thought I heard her meowing, and I thought I felt it on my bed. Okay, I I remember you telling me that, and I remember the day that happened. I'm pretty sure I stayed the night mm-hmm. that night. Because we did not live together yet. We did not live together at that point. That was a sad time. Moving on from the sad. sad time. Anyway, but... there are things here that can all be explained. Are you ready? Sure. Unexplained things to me. According to the Gutierrez family... One of the most terrifying things that happened after Estefania passed was the sudden appearance of a mass of shadow people in the home. So when she was alive, she claimed that she was tormented by shadowy figures, and now it's almost like they have moved on to the parents. So the mother in particular claimed that one of the shadow people attacked her in her sleep one particular night, and this is what she says. I felt pressure on top of me, but there was no one around. I said to Mr. Gutierrez, there's someone here. I then felt a pair of hands grab my feet and grab my hand, which were uncovered by the blanket. While these instances of paranormal phenomenon haven't been confirmed, the family continued to experience unexplainable occurrences within the home, even after. Eh. Alright. I, uh, I... <sighs> I didn't think you would buy that, but this next one's a, a no, kicker. With that one, I'm like... It's the same argument I've used before. If I tell you something is happening, you're going to think it's true. So if their daughter was experiencing like a schizophrenic episode, you could also say because schizophrenia is genetic. But, and it occurs later in life for some people, along with a host of other um, mental illnesses. But, like if I tell you, whenever I wake up, I swear I see a man standing in my closet. There's a fair to midland chance that after, you know, something happens, you have like a night terror or whatever, you will see what I've described because I've prepped it in your mind. Yeah. It's like the placebo effect, but with scary shit. <laughs> I tell you this okay. pill is going to work, your body acts as if it's working. Fair. But you have that I have a kicker. smug ass look on your face. I have so. a kicker. Kicker. Don't kick her. Kicking on a back. different night, the little daughters wake up and they are terrified. Their wrists being slammed violently against the wall. That is not the kicker. That's just something that I forgot was in my notes. On November 1st, 1993, two years after the death, this is the kicker. The photo hanging in the living room caught fire and the part that burned was just the part depicting the daughter's face. While neither the frame nor the nearby objects or the wall showed any damage. Okay, that's weird. And I'm showing you a picture currently. Of the random hole that's randomly burned in the picture. And the frame is not even the slighty, slighty bist, bit, bit, I can't talk. Can you The slightest bit (laughs) charred or, like, smoky or anything. So how long have you been speaking English? You know what? (laughs) I will like to point out to readers, though, that the picture is just her. Yeah. Like, it's not like a family picture where a small chunk... Like, no. The bottom left-hand corner, all the way up to, I'd say, the left... Just left of center is all burned. Like, it's not like this perfect little hole where her face is and a family photo of six. It's like, one photo caught fire. 
And her fo- the photo was her yes, face. Yes, the photo is on the wall yeah. and spontaneously catches fire and manages to not start an entire big fire. Well, who told us that it caught fire? It's in the police report. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, sometimes you get drunk, you blame your daughter, you burn her photo. I don't know. The report... I'm going to be sleeping on the couch I'm... tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep going. Keep going. Don't hurt me. So the report that was written by the inspector after this whole event became a cult object among paranormal enthusiasts. Obviously. Because you don't have paranormal things happening in a police report. And I'm basically going to give you a rundown of what it said. So a notable element of it is the fact that when they arrived, and basically what happened is... The family just calls them in a panic. Yeah. And they wait outside the apartment, and then the police show up, and they're like, okay, we're going to take a look around. So the family, as far as I could tell, didn't scream and shout our apartments and haunted or anything. Yeah. They're just in tears and panicking, and they don't know what to say, and the police are like, okay, let's go in and see what's happening. Yeah. So, I believe it was three officers who went in, and when they open the door and start to investigate, the first thing they see is the apartment is a complete wreck, especially Estefania's room. Upon investigation, the officers discover the family had left her decorations intact on the wall, but many of the posters had been clawed at by some kind of creature. So there's that. According to the um, mother and father, anyone who went into the girls' room was subject to being pushed around by an unseen force. But why? Like, why? Like, if it's the ghost of the girl, she's being a dick. And if it's the ghost of the spirit that was messing with the girl, like, you won. She's dead. Move on. I don't think demons move on. I think they go, <laughs> who's my next victim? Yeah, but... yeah, Demons are a weird bunch. Crowley, he's he's an odd one, that's for you sure. You want to hear something that is literally, like, straight out of complete fictional shit, like The Exorcist? Sure. Reportedly, they witnessed a crucifix on Estefania's wall move on its own, snapping off of the wall and falling to the ground. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird. That's weird AF. You could, if you like listening, because you're listening to this, obviously, if I'm talking to you about listening to this. What? I think I just had a stroke. Um, you'll notice that like five second long pause where I'm just staring at Wonk like, I don't know if I believe any of this, but I can't think of a good excuse. There's not, there are not many explanations for that. And in the space where the wood was hanging on the wall were also claw marks. I have an excuse for everything. Okay, anyway. That's not, these aren't the only things included in the report. There were several things. Okay. They also talked about a wardrobe that they had locked a few seconds before and then opens violently, hitting one of the agents in the face. So this isn't just stuff that they kind of hear passively as they're walking through the house. Yeah. This stuff is actively happening to them. Yeah. Um, Loud noises coming from the balcony when there's nothing there. Even a strange brown slime that looked like dried blood that was on the furniture and... During the time where they were there investigating, it would be spreading. 
That's weird. I, I don't suppose they happen to film any of this happening. I don't know. I don't know how many officers walk around carrying video cameras. Well, they have cell phones. I guess it was the 90s. You might not have had cell phones, but... I don't know. This is why everyone needs body cams. It's in the, it's, all I know is it's in the report. And there, I'm not saying it's impossible for a police investigator to exaggerate or make up stuff in a report. The but... police would never falsify official documents. Okay, well... That's that, That'd be weird. <laughs> they inspected the bathroom as well, which according to the family was the most haunted place in the house. And felt, you know... A bad vibe. Again, why the bathroom? The demon's like, I'm gonna prey on this family whenever they need to take know. a shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, they feel they feel bad. They experience a really big drop in temperature that they can't explain. Yeah, like, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, and basically, they they write their report. The family gets sick of everything happening, and they move out of the house. Yeah. And then as soon as they're out of the house, anybody who has lived there after, they've never experienced anything. So, yeah. Had the family, after moving, experienced anything? I couldn't find that. I looked in, like, five different articles. I, I'm getting a feeling, and I, I know, but my, my logical answer to this is that there's either some type of mental illness or something... That is passed on the generation, or the family was just traumatized by the death of a daughter, and the mind tend to create certain things, right? And again, if you're being prepped for something, like they could have pushed something into the closet and then, like, thought they'd lock the door, and then whatever it was fell out and smacked the door open, right? That they'd was be not like, the family; those were the three officers. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Even who the were inside the house when the family was not. Yes, but they were told by the family, "Hey, there's some weird shit happening." You prep yourself for that. Of course, okay. <laughs> Listen, this is my shtick. I have to poke holes and stuff. I Don't know, but crap. like, how does one dismiss claw marks? Like, oh, I rats. must have, I must have imagined, yeah, because rats make like that size of claw marks. I didn't see the size of claw marks. The size that they would have to be to rip the crucifix off the wall. Anyways, I I, I I don't think it's so compelling, and I don't really I don't really do the demonic stuff in terms of my personal beliefs. I'm open-minded, yeah. but I prefer to think that hauntings are more like residual energy from people who have died. Just me, but I am open-minded, like I've said. So if it's a demon, you know, cool, interesting. But, like, I don't think it's fair to just say that the family and officers were imagining the whole thing, even if there was some kind of mental health situation involved. But see, to me, that's still an easier explanation than ghosts or demons or stuff. Right? We've talked about this before. And this is kind of going off topic a little bit. But I've had this discussion with um, with you and with a couple of buddies at my, at my works and stuff like that about, uh, like, flat earth theory. Right? And to me, I'm one of those, I will absolutely believe flat earth theory. All you have to do is convince me of one thing and link it to another thing. You have to convince me, is it worth the cost to do it? 
The categories. I don't know if that picked that up, but our what, cat just... What do you mean cost? Like, to, you... to fool all these people or whatever, right? So, is the easier explanation to say that a group of people are spending billions upon billions of dollars to convince somebody that the Earth is flat for... Well, I don't know what their reason could be. Or to just accept the Earth is round. Is it easier to accept that weird things do sometimes happen, but it's all explainable with a degree of logic and scientific reasoning? Or to say that... Demons have a really weird secret agenda that, for whatever reason, despite their paranormal power, involves spooping a few people, but that's about it. Like, hey look, I'm a demon from a paranormal world or a ghost. I have limitless power. Ha! <laughs> I knocked a painting over. Like, give me a reason why they're doing that stupid stuff instead of enslaving humanity. Okay. <laughs> I will bow to Crowley and, and all that stuff all day long. But you gotta convince me they're real. Well, you're just... Okay. I'm just what? Well, you're assuming that demons think the way we do. Do demons need a reason to do creepy shit? Everything has a reason for everything. No. Absolutely. There are people in this world who literally just go around killing people for fun. Because they have a reason for it. In no. their In their minds. It's for fun. No. That's so maybe reason. maybe for a demon? <laughs> the fun is to knock, <laughs> I'm gonna knock, knock the crucifix off. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna open the closet, smack him in the face. Demons all have, like, the mental IQ of a three-year-old. <laughs> I'm just, just saying, you're assuming brains. that their brains work the way yours does. Just because you think they need a reason doesn't mean the demons need a reason. Maybe demons are little three-year-old pricks who just like to make mayhem. That's my new headcanon. Demons are three-year-old. I'm just pricks. like Demons just are cats. Saying. Demons are cats. They open doors for no reason. They knock shit off. They claw everything and oh they just God. like to fuck with you. Demons are all cats. Cat spirits. Get off the table. Your father's going to kill you. I'm gonna cook you for dinner. I'm gonna make myself some cat stew. Make your stealth some stats too. I'm going to make my stealth some stuff. This into... episode is brought to you by not being able to speak English. <laughs> Rosetta Stone, if you want to sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. Uh, I, we I... stop before we, like... You know, do stupid stuff. I'm yeah. going to put this as an inconceivable. Yeah, shocker. But, you know, as far as ghost stories go... If if there was if there was video evidence of this stuff, I'd be like, okay, I'm believing it a lot more. Yeah, that's fair. Right, but I'm one of those like all this weird supernatural stuff seems to happen when nobody has a camera phone available. But anyways, thank you for yeah. joining us. Um, this is Scoff and Wonk and our cat, who is trying oh, to escape. I was trying to get him um, to like make a noise. Yeah, and we're gonna see you next time, where hopefully I will have an even more exciting story. I can guarantee the supernatural episode right, next season is going to be crazy because I already know what I'm doing. You already know what you're doing. Yeah, that's terrifying. All right, stay tuned. Have a good. I I will eat you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>